This is the Kowabui Show. Kowabui is an author, international speaker, and entrepreneur. He started his first business selling music CDs in high school at the age of 16. He then went on and built several businesses. He is the founder of River Design, a marketing company that helps businesses get more exposure online and offline. He has appeared on TV, radio, newspaper, and magazines from around the world. He has written and published several books and created various products. Kowabui is also an international speaker, corporate trainer, and speaks on topics of business, entrepreneurship, motivation, health, marketing, online business. You could check out his blog site at www.koa-bui.com. And now, your host, Mr. Koa Bui. Mr. Koa Bui. Hey, man. Hey, how you going? How you doing? You well? Yeah, good, good. You going all right, okay? I'm doing very well. Yes, all good. Pleasure to be here. Thanks a million for having me on. I, I look forward to answering all of your questions yeah. and having a good chat as well. Yeah, yeah no, nah, man, I'm, I'm really excited to, to get right into it. Um, so I was listening to a podcast and yep. you, you, yeah, you mentioned that um, your background is like you read lots of books on philosophy as well. And yep. I think uh, a book that influenced you first was, I think, Seneca. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, yep. yeah, so yeah, I was wondering, the like, life. Yeah, yeah, the shortness of life. Yeah. So I was wondering, like, how did that book impact you? And then, you know, eventually transform mm-hmm. you into becoming a great entrepreneur and serial entrepreneur as well. Yeah, I love that question. Mm. I never talk about this. So yeah, <laughs> that, that, that book, you know, there's a lot of great, it's a short book, right? Yeah, it's there's a, a lot book, of other yeah. Seneca books. A lot of other Seneca books as well, like letters uh, from the Stoic, I think it's called, and stuff like that that are really, really good. And mm. the thing I learned about that book was, you know, a lot of people say life is short, right? Mm. And Seneca says in the book, though, life isn't short. Life is long. It's yeah. just a lot of people kind of live their life as if it's short and they don't, they don't get a lot done in their life as well. So uh, that's something that was a big theme for me. And I realized, you know, that while not trying to sound, you know, like I'm, we're better than anybody else, or I am certainly not. It was just a thing of like a lot of people, they don't get much out of the day, right? Mm. They sort of like, like I used to do this too, right? They go through the, the, the just, I suppose, routine of life, mm. uh, work, work in the job, not happy and just kind of like get, get on with it. Whereas for me, it was like, well, if I'm not happy, what do I have the power to do? And this is yeah. a, from another book, right? The one mm. thing, what can I do now? That's going to make everything else easier or, or irrelevant. What can I do now that I'm in control of where I can begin to change my life? And so that's a really big theme in my life now is control, having control over my actions, which therefore enables me to have control over my results, over my, my life. And so Seneca, there's so many great lessons in a lot of those books. And I think that's one of the biggest ones that... Your, our lives like we can make them really long we can and obviously tragedies can happen as they yeah. have in my life you know? i lost my brother when i was 11 yeah. uh, just from tragedy you know so mm. that can happen and i've seen that happen but we have to live as if life is going to be long and get the most out of every single day mm. now that can be tiring as well yeah. right because mm. you, you like you know you can be very high like i'm highly productive and yeah. there's times i have to take uh, breaks and rest and things of that nature but the point is everybody listening, like there's so much you can accomplish in a day if you choose to set your mind to it. Mm, that's great. That's excellent. Okay. So speaking of, um, so you're, you know, you're a really productive person, I can tell. And yeah. um, you really believe in like daily routines as well. So could you give us a glimpse of how, you know, how do you structure your day and how do you get so much done? Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, we had, uh, he's now eight months old. We had a little, little boy this year, you know, mm. and uh, that's certainly changed a lot of my daily routine because it's, it's added a lot of um, unpredictability into my day. Mm. That said though, I'll give you my daily routine from a little while ago and I'll give you what happened. Yeah, now. Yeah, Just thank be you. completely upfront as well with everybody, yeah. right? Because mm. life does happen as well. So what I used to do, I used to get up early. I used to get up at about uh, 5.30, 6am, and what I used to do then, I used to go to McDonald's, funnily enough, right? Okay. I used to eat burgers or anything. That's a very healthy breakfast. <laughs> yeah. I used to, uh, I still do intermittent fasting. So I used to oh, just nice. go and have okay. a coffee. Right? And basically, I would get a lot done at first thing in the morning because that's the time okay. I found I was the most productive. I would do my writing then. Uh, I would do things like that, emails, you know, writing emails, not like 
emails to just like randomers, rather like productive emails, like things that I want to play to my audience, whatever the case may be. So I used to do that first thing in the morning. Then I would go to the gym just after that because it would have felt like I got something done. Mm. I think the mistake a lot of people make, I used to make was, I'll go to the gym first thing. And what, happened, what would happen to my brain as an entrepreneur is I would feel like I haven't got anything done yet. So by the time I got to, the, to, to work, say, for 10 a.m., I'd be like, oh man, I haven't done anything. I've kind of, all that good productivity, I inverted commas, would have wasted. Yeah. So I hit the gym. Uh, then just after I would have done all, all of that initial work. And then I would get into my, to my regular day of uh, meetings or whatever I would, I would be doing. Yeah. Now, you know, that's, that's how I used to do things and they would go very well. Since we had our little boy, things had changed. And also my wife had a kind of a, an unfortunate health diagnosis this year. She's okay, but okay. Uh, it's, it's it affected her energy and things like that. So that's changed a lot of time. She's getting better. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's good. To yeah, know. yeah. 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 She's mm. on medication and stuff now, uh, mm. long term. So, you know, it's, it's, she's going to be okay. Mm. But the point is uh, that's changed my, my day a lot. So what happens now is, you know, I wake up at about seven, seven thirty now. It's a little bit later. Okay. Um, and what I typically do is then I make sure that everything's sorted at home first. Mm. So I usually get out the door for 9am now. And it typically now I go to work first thing. And the reason I do it that way now is because I want to get some stuff done before I get to the gym later in the day. So now the gym happens later in the day. Okay. Uh, it's actually something I use as a, as a form of a break during the day now because I'm taking a lot of action first thing in the morning yeah, from say yeah. nine, right up until maybe 12, uh, hit the gym then about 12 for, for an hour, get lunch, come back, hit things strong again. And I'm home by you know 6 p.m. usually at the latest at mm. this point. Mm. So I probably work for, for about... Uh, six hours a day now, maybe all in, you know, between breaks. And I've got, a, we have an office here. This is like the little studio I'm in right now. Yeah, it looks cool. So yeah. we've got like a, yeah, we have a PlayStation yeah. here. So we have a PlayStation <laughs> with a fitness nice. TV. So we take little breaks now during the day and stuff like that. So that's how mm. my new routine looks like. Okay. And I think that's the thing. What used to kind of annoy me is like, you know, the old me single not single but didn't have a cage you know had a lot of more control over my time i might have looked at a guy who was like oh yeah i just get up at 5 a.m and i just do all these things for myself you know i might have looked at him like oh one ass right <laughs> so, so things have changed yeah. and basically the lesson is that you adapt you adapt with those changes but the biggest and most important thing for me is that i typically get five very important things done in a day uh, okay. it's, it's something i learned from jack canfield called a rule of five Mm. And as long as I get five really strong things done in the day that move me forward on my goals that I have at any one time, I know that I've had a good day. And I think that's important for a lot of people listening because if you're in a job or if you're a full-time entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like you've got nothing done because mm. you haven't really logged what you've been doing. And so logging what you're looking to get done in a day is really good. And then mm. feeling like, wow, I actually was really productive today. I can see the fruits of what I got done today. That's mm. important as well. Okay. Yeah. So what's, um, so what would typically be on your do to do list then? What's, uh, yeah. So my, my rule of, so, yeah, like my rule of five. Yep. Yeah. So it, it depends on what goal and uh, what the goal is at the time. Mm. Um, is it all purely typically say or? for marketplace superheroes? Mm. Yeah. Nice. Typically they're business related, mm. uh, because like I add in stuff like the gym for personal, mm. Uh, I, I'm home at a certain time in the evening that that gets my relationships in order. Mm. Uh, you know, cause the bad thing I hear entrepreneurs saying they work till 9pm, yeah. they go home, they have an hour with their wife. And then they go, hey. That's in my opinion, that's not good. Like, I mean, you have to have a somewhat of a balanced life. And also now at this point, I have a big team. So the team helped me get a lot more done cause I'm leveraging other people's time as well, mm. uh, which is, which is very helpful. Mm. That said though, uh, I'm a rule of five. Typically, yeah, it's five business things. So for example, this podcast would be one of my things today because it's an asset that's being created. It's something that is going to go out and it's going to be on the internet for a long, long time. Mm. It's going to be uh, working for me for a long, long time. So that's yeah. a great use of my time today. Uh, another thing on my rule of five would be, let's just say um, I had to make a video for YouTube, for example, because we, yeah. we release two YouTube videos a week. That would be a typical rule of five kind of an activity. Another one would be, uh, I have got a writer who works for me, but sometimes I write my own, a lot of times I write my own email copy, for example, if we're doing a promotion for something. So mm. I might say, I need to write the first two emails today. That would be on my rule of five, that kind of stuff. So it's very, uh, I would say sometimes more strategic. So I might mm. have another thing. It could be reach out to five 
contacts that I could do a potential deal with. That could okay. be on my rule of five okay. today. So, so it all depends on, that's the thing. Like I think sometimes uh, people don't talk about the fluidity of entrepreneurship, right? Mm. As you're, as you're progressing in a business, things change. Like you've got different goals at different times. Your overarching Sunday goal can still be there. Like, so for example, I want to build a business to doing $10 million a year in revenue or something. Let's say that was your goal. But mm. then your, 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 your monthly goals, your weekly goals, they're going to change as things are happening. So you might have an affiliate promotion you're doing where you're doing a webinar for somebody. So yeah. that's feeding into your Sunday goal, but it's part of your, uh, you know, it's part, it's part of the things that are happening. So something I know I have to do today, for example, is yeah. I've got to read over some copy, some email copy for an affiliate promotion where that we're being promoted. So I have to check over that we're sending over to the partner, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah. I noticed that uh, just by listening to you, like you're really strong with the marketing side. I can hear that, you know, you know what you're doing in terms of direct response yeah. marketing, you know how to write copy. And I think yeah. you're influenced by Dan Kennedy as well as, as you know, he was yeah. the number one copywriter. Um, but let's back up. Like, how did you get, like, how did you get started with the whole internet marketing thing? How did you enter the yeah. whole online business? What, what, what was your deal there? Yeah, I love that question. So, you know, I'm 32 now, just for some context. 32, wow. <laughs> so young. <laughs> young enough. Uh, for anybody listening, that's my age, just so you can get a feel for it. So, you know, I was reading business books when I was in my kind of late teens. I got really interested in business at that time. I didn't really discover direct marketing until maybe I was about 19 or 20. And it's the first instance of direct marketing, unfortunately, was very much like, you know, make money online and teach mm. other people to make money online and all that, right? That was kind of ironic because in a way I do teach people to make money online as part of my business now. But that said, uh, I'll explain in a lot more detail what we do now. So at the time though, it was stuff like, you know, you sell how to make money online to other yeah. people that sell to other people. And it was just a weird situation I didn't like. And, you know, I, I, I remember one day writing a sales letter while I was working in my job and the sales letter for anybody who doesn't know, it's one of those big, long, annoying things that you read, yeah. internet marketers put out to get you involved <laughs> in something. And, and I remember just stopping myself and like, what the hell am I writing this for? I've never made any money online before. This is a complete bullshit, you know, mm, sorry, mm. excuse me, French. Uh, and <laughs> so, on. so basically uh, I just said, I have to stop this and I need to find a vehicle to relearn how business works. And so for me, that vehicle, to cut long story short, initially was selling physical products on sites like Amazon, eBay, things like that. And myself and Robert, my business partner, we built that into a pretty sizable business. Uh, leveraging Amazon FBA for anybody who doesn't know that means Amazon we send our stock to Amazon they ship it out on our behalf etc so after I did all of that and built a successful company I had all this direct marketing knowledge from Dan Kennedy people mm -hmm. like that you mentioned and I said to myself you know I see other people teaching this Amazon thing I think we have a very unique way of doing things I would love to use my knowledge now and apply it to that project and I, and I feel like myself and Robert we have real knowledge we're real experts in this area especially Robert, he's a lot more expert than I in that area. You know, he's been doing it a lot longer than me. So mm. I felt like, you know, this is something we can bring to the world now uh, with real legitimacy. You know, it's a real business. You can teach people to sell their own products. Uh, it's not like a weird, almost pyramid scheme. It's a, it's a real business. It's real, yeah. So that, that, that was my, just, that's how I got into it then because then I mm. had something to promote. And then from there was just a case of, you know, going down the path of, well, how can we get my, our first customers the way I got my first customers from Marketplace Superheroes was I was involved in a couple of different Facebook groups and I was posting about the, I was making a webinar at the time to talk about what we were doing and how it works and all of that. And the people in the group, it was a marketing group, they got very interested in what I was teaching. So they wanted to learn how to do the Amazon part of it as an additional income to what they were doing. Hmm. So I, they were, that's how I got my first initial clients. I literally got on a call. I didn't have a course created and I, I, I said to people, I explained that and I said, look, this is what we're going to do. This, I charge $500 to get involved and here's what we're going to deliver to you when we're going to deliver it and all of that. So the first clients were hustle clients, you know, mm. and you got a lot of people in there. And then I, then I got the webinar made the first webinar, which was terrible. Now I'd love to find <laughs> it and uh, show it to people because it really wasn't good. But it's, it was the first Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so we put it out, you know, we, we used to do a lot of podcast interviews, which I, I, I do again now because they're so great for, for the business and mm -hmm. getting the word out, showing people you're not a weirdo, even though I'm supposed to be. <laughs> I am a weirdo. Very cool guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
so so yeah that's how, so we did a lot of podcasts got into a lot of other people were out there were teaching this but we had our own way of doing things we taught Amazon on a global scale, not just on Amazon.com. So we had a lot mm-hmm. of differentiation there as well, which is very important. And so we got into other people's communities and shared that and started getting more clients coming back, watching our webinar, so on and so forth. Uh, I then was at a, uh, an internet marketing event in the summer of 2014, which is where we got started with Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And I met this guy called David Schloss. Uh, okay. David still, uh, you know, we do, we do some Facebook advertising now. We have a lot of other ways of getting traffic to Marketplace Superheroes, um, which are kind of a little bit secret. Uh, but with, with it, well, I'll tell you, but with David, you know, he did our first Facebook ads, uh, which are in you know, late 2014, early 2015, it took us a while to get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we started getting some clients from those webinars. And then from there, we, we started making some affiliate relationships. And then it just started to cycle from there. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things we, we did over the last, you know, four or five years to get to where we now are, which is like we've We've done eight figures in revenue with Marketplace. and It's a whole big business of its own. So yeah, like I think the biggest thing for me as well, for anybody listening, is like internet marketing is a such an amazing array of skills you learn from that. Mm. The problem is that a lot of times people associate internet marketing with this kind of weird, scammy, almost pyramid thing. But yeah. really it's not. Like, I mean, there's some really high level people out there. I like to think myself included, you know, who are producing really good programs mm. who actually give a damn about their clients. Uh, in a big way, um, with Marketplace Superheroes, what we've done is we've made it that that company uh, is linked to our client's success long-term. And how we did that was we built a freight company where mm. we do all the shipping from China for our members because we knew we had thousands of members. They needed to ship their products. There's no point in us referring them to terrible service providers. So mm. we did it ourselves. We put our own money back in. We built up a freight service. We have an online software and everything where people can book in their, their shipments online. The point is that people love that idea that I'm not just going to sell you a course and I'm just going to like lie on a beach drinking a mojito or something. Mm. I'm going to go in with you. We're putting our own money back into the company. We're very transparent about that. And we're going to give you freight services you can't get anywhere else. And that's going to mean we're connected to you long term with your success. And that's been a big theme of that business. And, and I feel like, you know, so, so the point is anybody listening, learning, you know, how to do webinars, how to do email marketing, all those skills, you can apply them to any company, even mm. local companies, and you can help people be very, very successful because direct marketing is a phenomenal skill base to learn. Just don't think you have to go into the making money online thing. And I know it's kind of ironic because I am in that industry in a way, but I've worked with people like I've got a client, Helena, she's in Canada. Uh, she's got a business called Exams PM. She teaches people how to pass the project management exam in the in the US and Canada. Oh, cool. And not make money online. Yeah. And her business is phenomenally successful now with a lot of stuff that we've implemented with her. And as she you know, she's done very well on her own before I came on. She was doing very well herself, but we helped kind of like double her business pretty quickly mm. with this kind of stuff. So again, I could have taught that to somebody, knew how to do the promotions, how to do the emails, and they could have gone in and helped their multiplayer company. So the point is, it's a great skill base to learn uh, when you know how to apply it in the right business. Yeah, I think um, what you said just then is um, is absolutely key because a lot of there's a lot of internet marketers out there who's just selling you know make money pro- online products and they just don't care, yeah. right? But one thing I noticed about you is that um, I can feel that you do care about the people because you know, a lot of people, they reach out to me and they say, oh, um, you know, they try and do a joint venture, but they don't, I can just feel that they just don't really care. But for you, I can just yeah. like, you know, we had a conversation before this and you weren't selling anything yeah. or anything. And I, and I thought that was, you know, it was really good. That was really refreshing. So um, that's yeah. a real testament to what you're saying that. there. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, I appreciate that, man. And, yeah. and, and honestly, like that's, that's the game though, because, yeah. you know, we live in a world now where like, if you're, you know, a weirdo or whatever and you're you're doing things that are not legit you're mm. gonna get found out very very quickly exactly and not so. only that that's you that's you done forever then because like the mm. internet is uh everything <laughs> is on, online Just forever, you know yeah. I mean? mm. yeah so like building up that real like we're building up a youtube channel now and you know it's it's it, it, we we started it we did it for about a year and less than a year and we didn't really get what we were doing honestly what we we're doing at the time just to be completely upfront with everybody listening, just to really say what we were doing. Mm. We really were like holding back stuff. Like we're like, oh yeah, we have our online courses and all that. And we didn't really understand YouTube as a platform. Mm. And then uh, this year, this year then I realized, you know, you can't do that. Like you've got to just basically 
teach your best stuff and you've got to really just be just just have that abundance mentality and so that's what we have now we just teach things on our channel we really give away great content and things have really changed like our subscriber base is growing so much faster uh, clients are coming in left and right because mm. the world we live in now with the internet and it's a, a huge realization i've had mm. is like you just gotta you've gotta be you gotta understand that information like our whole course you can't just get it online for free. You can't like, you know, you can get a lot of stuff for free. We teach a lot of great stuff on our channel. There's so much information in there that you just, when you buy it and you enroll in it, you see it, it's, it's phenomenal. The bigger thing though, is that there's the community. There's somewhere you can go. And that's what people are really looking for now. They're looking for someone that they can trust. Then they're looking for a place they can go to get their questions answered and feel like, the people in there really have their best interests at heart. And it's important for you as a course creator to really, to do that, to, to create phenomenal content up front, like, like you do, uh, great interviews, you, you ask great questions. And then, you know, people that are listening, the right people, they'll swim towards you. As the analogy goes, you know, the, if someone's in the, the sea at the middle of the night and uh, they've had a, in a shipwreck or something, and then the life, the whatever, the, Coast Guard comes along in a helicopter and they come down. The people that swim towards them, they're mm. the only people that they can save. Sean mm. Stevenson said that, who mm, has a reason, of course. Uh, Sean Stevenson, yeah, I remember hear, hearing him say this and I was like, wow, that's like so true, <laughs> right? And for me, it's the same. It's like I make great content now and the people that swim towards me, they're the people that I work with. And the people that don't swim towards me, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely true because uh, when I clicked on your profile, you got a lot of people who's commenting and um, you know, you're, you're there responding to them as well. And they're all saying, oh, thanks for the help and everything. So you can really yeah. see that, but you can see other people that, you know, once, once they're in, they just don't reply, don't like or anything like that. So yeah, um, you got it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. So um, in regards to the Amazon business, could you just give us a uh, rundown? How, how do people like, what is it? Like how do you, how do you actually make money through Amazon? Could you just quickly yeah. walk us through how, how people can yeah. Sure. Yeah. There's, there's two uh, paths you can take with an Amazon kind of business, right? And we teach the path that we call the marketplace method. Hence marketplace superheroes is our name. Mm -hmm. There's another methodology, which I would call the brand method. And now they're kind of crossover in certain places, which I'll explain. Uh, but with the marketplace methodology, what we do is we look at what I would call low competition, boring products that people are not particularly excited about, i.e. other sellers and we sell those simple, boring products in multiple Amazon countries at the same time. I'm only looking to make a small number of sales in each country. I'll talk about this thing called a rule of five, funny enough, in a second. <laughs> this rule of five thing is big in my life. That's great. I use it in a number of places. And five is a big number for me. I don't know why. Which it's, I like it's saying. Number thing or something, isn't it? It's a seven. Yeah, it's and, five. Yeah, five. Crazy. Everything's five in my life. So yeah. we actually do that in our YouTube videos now. Everything is five. You'll notice five. Five steps, five products. We do it all the time now. It's just it. become a theme. I don't okay. know why. Uh, so anyway, the, the point is then we sell these simple, boring products, multiple countries, small number of sales per day, per country, right? That's what we, that's, that's that. And you, you treat Amazon almost like a stock market when you do that. You're looking at what is in demand, low competition. I can come in, I can make a better offer. I can add in, you know, a bonus product. I can improve the listing. I can improve the branding. So there, there we have one crossover with the other methodology, which is, yeah, we do create a brand in mm. our methodology. But the difference here is in the brand method, the second method of the two, that's more like I'm building a brand, number one, and I'm utilizing Amazon as a form of distribution. It's just one of my distribution channels. I'm going to have my own Shopify site or whatever site I'm going to have, uh, and I'm going to build a brand specifically. So mm. that's the difference. Whereas the problem in the Amazon market now is that there's a, there's a confusion people have. They don't quite know if they're in the marketplace business or if you're in the brand business. And so we teach it, the marketplace method initially because it enables you to find these, these products that are in demand that you can sell and make a small number of sales in a number of countries. And you get that validation from the big market because Amazon, there's millions of people on there. Mm. They're already looking for these products. They're already buying them. So you know they're somewhat validated. You're looking to come in and make a better offer in multiple countries and get your business rocking. Now, what you can do then is as you find certain products that become winners that are working for you and you could be selling in multiple categories because you're looking at it more like a stock market mm. you can then start building your your more your brand of, of your best sellers you can take your best selling items and build a bigger stronger brand off of amazon down the line of course you can 
Some people never do that. They just stick with the marketplace method and they try to amass as many products as they possibly can. They mm. sell a small quantity in a number of countries and they just try to get as many products like that as they possibly can. That's a strategic decision people can make. Uh, but you know, the world we live in now, like some people say, oh, well, you have to get a, a brand and you have to have one product and you get a hundred of its a hundred units sold a day. Then you can get onto your second product. That's, that's kind of like what a lot of people teach. Whereas we have this idea that, well, look, you can sell lots of products, small number of units per day, number of countries, and boom, you have a very profitable business. And the rule of five, just to break that down, mm. just to give you an explanation there is what if you had five products, you sell them in five Amazon countries, you make five sales per day per product per country, an average net profit of $5, just to give that five across the board. Well, if you do that every day for 30 days on average, you're at $18,750 per month in net profit. And that's after expenses are paid, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a profitable business, small number of products in a number of countries making a small number of sales per day. This suits a lot of people because a lot of people in our, in, in our market, you know, they, they're not, you know, next level Facebook marketers. They're not uh, professional internet marketers. Mm -hmm. They're people that are looking to get started in business like I was years ago. Yeah. They're looking for a way where they can get involved. And this is a perfect way to get started. And like I say, you can get a lot more advanced as time goes on. Absolutely. But you don't have to start that way. And that's really what we teach and why people love our methodology. Mm -hmm, definitely. Um, yeah, I remember like when, when I spoke to you briefly um, prior to this was, I think uh, you, shared, you shared your screen. And I did mm -hmm. see the results that you were getting, like, you know, it was like 12,000 or whatever it was per day. So that's like mm -hmm. proof that, you know, your methodology does work. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And, it's, I, and really now at this point in time, you know, I'm much more focused on our members results because it's all well and good if we get results and we sell. Right. But then mm -hmm. that doesn't really matter because if no one else can do it, well, then yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, you know, on our YouTube channel, we, we share a lot more. We, I'd love to have more people like our most successful students, right? We never hear from them. It's just, it's so annoying, but it's oh, just the way it is. They should, they should email you and tell you. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're too busy doing it. Like we, we, Robert, uh, my business partner was at an event in uh, Amsterdam a few weeks ago. And this guy came up to him and he's like, he has his own sort of like, he's a speaker now talking about Amazon and things like that. He's like, man, I got my start with you guys. And I, I got, I got my business rocking with you guys. I've never heard of this man in my life. Right? Yeah. I've never heard of him in okay. my life other than he was a client. And it's that, that's kind of like the frustrating part as a creator, especially in this Amazon market. Like a lot of people have a lot of fear. Like, Oh, if I, if I kind of say who I am and I, and I say what I'm doing, they're going to look me up. They're going to find my company. They're going to find my products. Whereas in any other world, people would love, love to find the products I'm selling. I want you to find, cause I want you to buy more of them. But it's just this weird thing in the Amazon world. that's just kind of like people have a lot of fear about someone seeing their idea or whatever. And we, we fought, we fought this for years now and it's just the way it is, you know, but that said, we do get some people who are happy to share the results and it's great. We, we put them on our YouTube channel. We've had some phenomenal results that we've been able to document. And I'd love to be able to document more. Yeah. Uh, it's just people don't come forward, you know, and that's just a frustration. Mm -hmm. yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah. I like what you said about the, the fear and the pitfalls as well. So, so let's manage expectations on building an Amazon business. So what's the, let, let's look at like the frustrations or the challenges that you might encounter with building yeah. a business. How, how do you overcome that? What would, what would yeah. be some of the frustrations and how, how do you overcome that? Sure. The number one frustration is very simple, right? It's that people uh, don't, aren't prepared to invest in, in a business, right? And that's any business, by the way, for, for people that are beginners in business. I was the very same. And the reason for that is that we've all been taught from, from a young age that these bad rules about money. So for example, if you spent your whole life, like I did, buying food, clothes, gas, yeah. right? These are all purchases that don't result in any return. They're used up. And that's it. You wear, the, you wear the clothes maybe, but you don't get anything back from it. It doesn't multiply. The result doesn't multiply, right? So we've all been taught from a young age uh, that when we consume something, it's consumed. However, the, the, the story of business is you have to learn new rules. And the first rule is that when you invest in an asset, i.e. a product, is just one example, you're expecting that to come back with multiplied results. In other words, it's going to be worth more to you that, that you put than you put out. And that's something that takes a long time to learn. That's why, you know, I often think like service-based businesses are really good for complete beginners who don't have any capital whatsoever. 
uh, and, and everybody has capital, by the way. It's just they don't believe they have capital or they don't want, they don't want to put that capital into a business, right? Mm. So that's why a lot of people like service-based businesses. And I tend to say, if you have no money whatsoever, getting involved in a service business is excellent because you don't typically have very much capital outlay. You're, you're trading your time for money and at, at, a, at a higher rate so you can do well. That's, that's a good thing. Mm. But when it comes to a physical products business where you're buying a product that you're going to put your own brand on, you have to know in order to buy in products. So that's the first frustration, no doubt. And that really, how that is uh, overcome then is by learning new rules about money. And the first rule is that everything you've been taught about money is wrong. And, and, and a good example of this is, you know, we've all been taught from a young age, we have to save, right? Saving money, I'm, it, is, it is good. But if you think you're going to become wealthy off your savings, you're out of your mind. Because nowadays in banks, you look at it, the, save, the interest rates on savings accounts uh, in Australia, in the US, in Ireland, in any country, typically they're less than 1%. Now, inflation is running at a higher rate than that, which means that the money you're leaving in the bank over time is becoming worth less than, than anything. So, mm. so what you have to do is you have, you have to find a multiple money. A lot of people would say, well, an index fund, which is basically where you buy every stock in the stock market, typically runs five or 6% a year. That's what you should be doing. But here's, if you've got money going in, you're putting two grand a year into that. It's going to take hundreds of years financially free doing that. So the biggest problem everybody has the world over is they're not making enough money, typically, right? And then they're not investing their money in, in things that can, in assets, turns. that's the biggest problem in the world. So then what's the cure for that? Well, it's to understand that you're, you're in the wrong playbook right now. You're in the consumer playbook. You've got to switch to the producer playbook. And a producer is somebody who, who creates assets, who in assets, who is constantly looking at, am I buying something, how can I start to produce that? Meaning, am I buying products on Amazon today or am I selling them on Amazon? Am I taking loans all the time or could I offer loans, right? Like that's the thing you have to make, the big change. From that then, the biggest frustration typically when people get over that hurdle and they're like, I'm ready involved, I know I'm gonna have to put some money in, I'm more than prepared to do that because I know every dollar invest in an sell your product after all expenses are made, you should have the value of that. So you should have turned a dollar into $2. If you put 3% of their product, it should be worth six after all is said and done, right? It's mm. what we call 100% profit on investment, similar to return on investment. And so that's what you're, look, you look at end, if you put 10 grand into a business and that was worth 20 at the end of a year, that would be like, you know, where is this thing? I have to do it, right? Because you can't get returns typically. If you got it in stocks, you know, you're, you're not going to get that year after year. So the point is that like you can double your, your money with a physical products business when you do things the right way. And then comes the frustration of, well, I want this to happen faster. I want to be making 10 grand a month personally uh, now, right? But you have to understand like, when you're getting involved in any business pretty much like other than the service business where you're putting your time in for money, it's just going to take a bit of time to get in, get the product into stock, to get it selling, to get it ranking. But when that happens, you will find within a relatively short period of time, depending on how much you put into the business within a year to 18 months, you can be in a situation where you're, you're bringing in a couple of grand every single month passively because Amazon do all the day to day work for you to ship out the products to do the customer service. So it's a great business to be in when you can get over those hurdles, which is what we teach in our program. We teach a lot of mindset. We teach a lot of that kind of stuff. And then you have to have a longer time frame. The problem we have in the world right now of entrepreneurship is there's people standing in front of Lamborghinis left and right. We yeah. all see them, right? Yeah. And we have this thing of like, you can be, you can be making a hundred grand in 90 days, which is nonsense. If you've never had a business before, if you've never had any experience before, the chances of you going from no knowledge to enough knowledge to make a hundred grand in 90 days are like so minor. It's unbelievable. Right. Yeah. And that's not, that's not a bad thing. That's just, that's just what we call reality. However, what Tony Robbins would say, we've heard it before. 
people, they overestimate what they can achieve in a year, but they underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. I'm in this business now. I'm in business now, uh, having started pretty much from scratch nine years ago. And at this point in time, we now run multiple seven-figure companies. You know, I would be considered, my, I'm Irish, so we're weird about this kind of thing, but I would be considered a millionaire from an on-paper standpoint at this time. I don't have a million dollars in the bank. I don't. I've a good bit in the bank, but I don't have a million dollars in there because I am investing in my businesses consistently. So yeah, I'm a millionaire at this point, whatever. Uh, the point is though, that it didn't happen in a year, two years. It, it took me a few years to get there. And it took me a few years to learn all the things you're going to learn along the way. So my advice to anybody listening right now is, look, have some patience, understand that you're learning a lot of really important skills. But the thing is, in a, in a, in a couple of years from now, you can be in an unbelievably different place financially. Like, you know yourself, Cole, like with your, your website you're building, you're doing all the right things. It takes a little bit of time to get traction. Like it takes time to get the articles up, to get the interviews uh, there. But you, I'm sure you see yourself, it's like a hockey stick. You're not making that much profit. And all of a sudden, there's this jump because you've been like doing the right thing for long enough, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what is a frustration, what you got to get over. Mm, definitely um yeah i like what you said about the the skills and um about the money beliefs as well so so yeah you, you teach all that stuff in your course right so but I'm, I'm just thinking that people who um you know are working nine to five like exactly what you said they're scared they're scared of the the business they're scared of putting money into it and stuff what would be the skill that they would expect to learn in building up this Amazon business? Do, do they have to learn direct response copy or, and you mentioned before yeah. is that personal branding? Like, is that, what's the basic yeah. skills that they have to learn? Yeah. Well, with the, with an Amazon based business, the way we teach it as the marketplace method, the main mm -hmm. skills you're learning initially are product research skills. So okay. how to identify what products are, are going to be the ones you're going to want to do. You're then going to start learning skills around making better offers. So how to, how to do bonus, how to add in bonus products, change the pack sizes from there then you got to learn skills of well figuring out profitability which we have mm -hmm. software to do all of that but it's the skill nonetheless like understanding how to approach suppliers that's another skill uh, communicating with suppliers we give scripts and stuff like that in our program but it's still a, it's a great skill nonetheless mm -hmm. so you've learned product research skills now you've learned uh, supplier i suppose uh, finding supplier skills and negotiating negotiation skills Very you've good. learned uh, profitability calculation skills then from there you're going to learn how to import things so you can be literally our members are like import experts at this point in time yep. so you learn how to import things globally huge skill then you're going to learn how to market your product on amazon so you're going to learn copy some simple copy it's not it's not really direct response copy really mm -hmm. it's sort of a simpler version but it's still very important nonetheless you're going to learn um how to how to present your product in the right way from a from an image point of view we have photography services and all that but again you it's a skill nonetheless to identify the right products that you want in your in your business etc and then on from there you learn some ppc some paid advertising within amazon so mm -hmm. amazon has their own ppc platform so we teach the sponsored products platform to, to people it's just tons of skills you know mm -hmm. and then the great news about all those skills is and this is the thing i've learned is they're directly applicable to other businesses and that's the thing, like internet marketers, typically they don't look at the profitability of their business very much. They don't look at their time used. Whereas when you start with an Amazon based business, what I found was I had all this kind of really cool base knowledge of like profitability, um, focusing on the right activities. And that helped me inform our internet marketing business, Marketplace Superheroes, as well as our services business. So we've, we've been able to take, I've been able to take those skills, learn direct marketing along the way, apply that then to other businesses and really all this base of knowledge has helped me become a better business person. So like if you're listening now and you're thinking, well, you know, this Amazon thing sounds cool. That's great. Also, if you're, if you're thinking this Amazon thing isn't for me, that's cool. Take what I'm saying about direct marketing. Like if that's what you're interested in now, understand that like when you have those skills, you can go to businesses and really help businesses grow. Like I'm helping a lot of companies now. One, one client I have is an accountant actually. And it's been really interesting because he's a CPA in the US and typically accountants are super boring and they mm. have no personality. This guy actually has a cool personality. So we've been able to take direct response skills, email writing skills and apply it to his business and make him stand out so quickly simply because we understand 
how this whole, and, I, and because I understand the base of profitability of numbers and all that, I can communicate with him at a level most marketers, quote unquote, cannot. So, so it's all, you've got to be well-rounded in business, you know. Um, I don't think you have to be a master of everything, but to be a, a really good entrepreneur, you have to be well-rounded. And I think an Amazon-based business, a physical business, is a really good place to start for a lot of people for all those reasons. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I've got a bit of a glimpse into the Amazon business now because initially I thought it was just, um, I don't know, you just buy, like, figure out some sort of stock and then you just you know, uh, put the, the stock details on the Amazon and then it just somehow just, you know, you get exposure yeah. there. But, um, sure. so, so you're saying that you also like maybe create like the pay-per-click campaigns as well. Is that correct? Like you help your yeah. clients create the, the, the campaigns and then set up like mm -hmm. some sort of traffic to drive towards the Amazon site. Is that yeah. Correct? So when you think about it, like you think about traffic, right? Mm. On the internet, the interesting with traffic is you can't create traffic. Traffic is there. It's, it's in a certain place right now. So with Amazon, there's a lot of attention right now uh, for products, right? Because that's where people go to find products. So what you're looking at there is you're saying, well, I know the traffic is here. I know the search volume here for these products. Then what you're saying is, well, how can I redirect that attention to my product? So, so that's the real question. And one of the simplest ways to do that is by getting good at PPC within the Amazon platform. We have a mm. PPC mentor, Keith, who works on our team, okay. and he teaches this process to our clients. At a, it, it changes all the time. So we brought somebody in especially for that because it's all, always changing. Uh, but yeah, like, so you, you run some simple PPC campaigns. They're based on search terms, uh, similar to like, you know, AdWords or whatever. And so whenever people say, let's say they search plastic shoebox. Well, if you are bidding on that keyword, well, then you're obviously going to show up depending on what you're bidding at. So because it's an auction, like any PPC platform, right? Hmm. Now, not to get into the weeds too much in it, but that's a very simple level how it works. It's not complicated, particularly. There are some things you need to know about it, uh, some skills you need to learn. But again, that's something that Keith and our team does teach. We have a whole PPC training uh, in, our, in our community for our members. Hmm. But that's a great way to really get a lot more people looking at your product because the attention is already on Amazon. Like I mentioned some people then, when they, they venture off of Amazon over time, which is cool, and they start using Facebook ads, they start using you know Google ads, et cetera, to do that. But that's a much more complicated game. Mm. You're starting to get into acquisition costs, and you're starting to get into backends and all this kind of stuff that our members, you know, if you're just new, that stuff's so complicated, and it takes time to learn. So it's better to stick on the Amazon platform for us, really master that platform. And if you want to move off it in time, great. You're kind of ready at that point. So you got a good basis skill. If you don't want to move off it, find more products. Simple mm. as that. Okay, great. Uh, what about, um, what would be the, the typical day for an Amazon seller? Like, uh, could you give us mm. an example of an ex a successful student who's working nine to five? Yeah. And what would their typical day be like when they're- Yeah, so, you know, I, yeah. yeah, that's a good question. I, I typically, they research- for products in the morning before okay. they go to work. I always recommend because they're fresh and all that. Uh, spend about an hour to 90 minutes, maybe, maybe less, you know, sometimes, sometimes 45 minutes, whatever they can get in in the morning. Cause you're always, you're always looking for new product opportunities. That's mm. the biggest thing you're looking okay. for all the time. You're always looking, always on the lookout for that. Uh, because that's what the business is. It's a product based business, right? So they usually do that in the morning. Then, you know, they might get some messages from customers during the day. Typically not very many because Amazon do most of them for them. So maybe at lunchtime, they might check in really quickly and just answer a couple of questions they might have got. Then in the evening time, uh, for successful students, they're probably looking at their PPC campaigns, looking to see what search terms were doing best for them. What can they double down on? What can they cut out? Stuff like that. And they also might be looking at well, where's their stock right now? In other words, how much stock have they got left of their products? Mm. They're looking then at their lead time from, from China and they're thinking, you know, do I have enough in stock uh, to, or do we need to place an order now? So they're constantly looking at that. So it's usually like reviewing stock and reviewing PPC campaigns and doing product research. They're the activities that would be the most important as well as responding to customer messages. You have to respond within 24 hours. Some of that can be outsourced, of course, and that's another problem. Like a lot of time, beginning entrepreneurs always laugh. Like they're, they're trying to outsource things before they even know what the hell they're talking about. You know, and that's a dangerous thing to do. Like you got to learn how something works before you can outsource it. Simple as that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like you can run, by the way, real quick, you can run an Amazon business. Once you're up and running, you're doing, you know, as in you've got your products, you found them, they're in stock, they're starting to make sales. You literally can run this business in about 
90 minutes a day maximum uh, if you want. Obviously, if you want to keep on finding more products and be more aggressive, you know, it's going to take you a bit longer. But I never recommend people quit their job and start an Amazon business. It's a terrible mm. idea. Mm. It takes time, you know, and you need capital. So it, whereas if you, if you had a, we actually do teach some skills like service-based skills in Marketplace too, with a sub-brand we have called uh, Side Hustle Heroes. Okay. So we teach people how to go and offer services to companies uh, like I did whenever I was starting Amazon business. And I, you know, I do now. Uh, and that's all to help you raise capital to put more money into your company, raise capital so that you can quit your job. Um, and so people quit their job all the time from our process. My point is it just takes time. The people that tell me like, you know, I'm going to quit my job now and really double down on this Amazon business. If they're only getting started, I just think they're, they're crazy. You'd be better off having a service-based business and then keeping your Amazon business going. Um, yeah, I, lo I love your honesty about that um, and how transparent you are because a lot of people tend to, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors and, you know, they say, oh, you can quit your job and you get into this business and, you know, have a Lamborghini and stuff. <laughs> you just said it right there, you know, you're managing <laughs> expectations and I love that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I appreciate your honesty about that. So thank you. Sure. sure. And, and uh, by the way, I've turned away so much business because of that, because people, oh, I don't, I don't want to do this now. You know, it's going to take me too long. You know, there's huge rewards to be able to on Amazon, huge rewards. And it's really possible. It's a great. And by the way, like be a business that you run while you're doing other things. Like, for example, even with me now, I run four, three, four businesses now with my parents. But I'm st I still have little projects I do myself. Like I've got this course creators group for course creators. Why am I doing that? One little project that... I have fresh, keeps me excited. So like an Amazon business for like, like say I were like, you know, dentist, like a dentist, like make quite a lot of money. This, this Amazon business for them is like a cool side gig they have. They put it in and they own it on the side and they know in a couple of years from now, it's probably going to be making as much if not more than their dental practice. Lovely business for those people because it doesn't take that much time as well, you know. Mm, love it. So it sounds like there's um, there's longevity in the Amazon business, right? So it's a it's a long term game. So. Well, yeah. I mean, look. Here's the thing, right? People are going to say stupid things like Amazon saturated. I mean, that's a mm. stupid comment because at the end of the day, there are millions of products to sell on Amazon. Number one, right? The, mm. Certain categories are are very very competitive. Yes, but that's because people put out, you know, these are the top 100 should sell. Everyone's going to go and sell those because mm. a lot of people are lazy, right? Whereas when you teach people how to go and find products, they'll see the opposite is true. There's, there's millions of opportunities on Amazon, right? That's number one. Number two, though, from a real numbers point of view, like, you know, e-commerce now is still only accounts for about 12% of retail in the US, which is the most competitive market, right? Even less in other countries, like I think even in like Ireland, for example, maybe in Ireland is probably higher actually, but even places like the UK, it's like 10% of total retail sales. In other words, a lot of retail sales are still made offline. Uh, and that's changing rapidly, but it's still even by 2022, I think it is, mm. it's still only going to be about 14 or 15%. It's going to take time for online to really take over. Now it's having a big bent on retailers, but my point is there's still a lot more growth. Even with Amazon now, they're opening in more countries all the time. So when you take this more local approach, like what we do, you're consistently able to open your, your products to more people in more countries because Amazon are going into more countries all the time. That's where the longevity is. You're just going to stay on Amazon.com or you know, .au, which is the new market now in Australia. Yeah, like you're not going to have that much longevity unless you keep on aggressively adding more products all the time. But when you go global, that's that's where the world is going. That's where you should go in any business you're in, by the way. It doesn't matter mm. what business you're in. Awesome. That's yeah. good. That's great. Okay, so um, one, one last question. Uh, I think we're running... Yeah, sure. A few minutes left. Yep. So um, let's say that you were to go into a time machine and uh, press a button. You're going to go back 10 years time and see your younger yeah. self. What would be the advice yeah. you would give to your younger self? Yeah, it's a great question. The first thing I tell them is don't be afraid to like what you like. One, as in don't be afraid to say, well, I'm interested in this. This is what I want to do. That's cool. But then whatever it is you're interested in, find somebody who is far of you and do whatever it takes to get to work with that, whatever it takes. That's, that's the first thing I would say. The second thing I would say is when you're starting, if you're starting a business, 
go and find someone who's already figured out the process of our business. Doesn't matter what the business is necessarily. You're just starting and go and do it. Just go and take that process and execute it because you'll learn more by executing a proven process than you will trying to come up with some new idea because people believe entrepreneurship or has come up with new ideas with no experience. It's the stupidest thing you can do because you're going to come up with awful ideas that don't work. You don't understand customers yet. You don't understand so many things yet. So you're much better taking something that's already proven and getting it going. Even if you're only making a thousand dollars a month, after all is said and done, that's better than pretty much most people that start a business. You learn so much from that. And then from there, you learn business works. You can go and do anything you want. Then and learn the drawing skills I can talk about. So number one, then find store. Number two, proven process, execute that, learn how things work. Number three, learn skills that build the Pomodoro. That's what I would tell myself. Absolutely. Because again, yep. just to that, just to apply that real briefly, I was working in that job as a data processor and I was typing in like ideas I had into Google, mm. seeing they've already been done. I'm like, oh, that's, that's another idea gone now. So dumb, so stupid. Like, and that's because I was allowing society to tell me how entrepreneurship works. Society doesn't know how entrepreneurship works because they're not entrepreneurs. They're teachers, they're whatever. And that's fine. They're great people, but they don't know how business works. You got to go find someone who's in business. Robert changed my life in a big way because this is a guy who'd been in business a long time. He learned a bit from his dad and my life changed because I started to see that I didn't have to do what everybody else was talking about. I could go a different path, but it's always backed up with knowledge. Not to sound like Ty Lopez, but it is. Uh, <laughs> knowledge. And by the way, yeah, by the way, Ty Lopez's early content is some of the best content out there. Yeah, Probably there that, was yeah. lost his way. I mean it. I mean it. I mean, it's great stuff. And uh, anyone who, who doesn't believe me, go back and look at his very first YouTube videos. They're fantastic. Point is, anyway, it is actually all about knowledge. And you have to go and get it, but you have to get experience as well. And then you have to go and do it. Doing it's going to change your life. Mm, fantastic. Excellent. Okay. So um, how can people get in contact with you and uh, find out what you're doing? Sure. Uh, a few ways. If you want to check out marketplacesuperheroes.com, you can to go and learn more about the Amazon stuff we teach. Uh, you can go to stevensummers.com, a site I'm building now to teach a lot of this uh, course creation stuff. And then I check out, check out Marketplace Superheroes on YouTube, definitely. Got a great channel. And the final thing, if you want to send me a message, I don't have a big Instagram following. It's Stephen J. Summers. You can add me on there and you can send me a message and I'll actually get it and I'll respond to you. Any other contact platform, I'm, I'm very hard to contact, but that one, I, it's just like a tiny thing. I don't really grow it. So yeah. that's a little secret place for your, your listeners. I'd be more than happy to respond to your message over an audio or something like that. Stephen awesome. J. Summers. Thanks a lot for that, Stephen. I really appreciate your time. Um, it's true honor you. to, to, you know, interview you and, uh, you know, delve into your mind and see how you think. Uh, yeah. I learned a lot about, about you and uh, what you're doing as well. And, uh, you know, I just want to wish you all the best for your future endeavors and uh, I know that you're going to be impacting um, many, many people around the world. And just like you said, you're helping thousands of people around the world fund their freedom. So, um, yeah, wish you all the best Thanks, for future endeavors. And, uh, yeah, cool. Keep it up. Awesome, man. Yeah, nice. and I'll let everybody know. That was a great interview. I really enjoyed that, by the way. I really do appreciate the questions you asked. They were really good. And thanks for taking the time to, to do that. It was yeah. really enjoyable. No worries. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it, man. All right. Take care, man. Thanks, man. Anything, right. you, need, anything you need, hit me up, okay? Yeah, we'll do. All right. Thanks a lot for this, Stephen. Cheers, buddy. Right. See you later. See you, man. Bye. -bye. Bye.